you're listening to the Sassy Solopreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Silva, first-generation Latina, digital entrepreneur, and an online educator. On this show, you're getting an exclusive backstage pass on how I transformed my food blog, A Sassy Spoon, into a sustainable and profitable multi-six-figure business as a party of one. Tune in each and every week for the sassy vibes, authentic, no BS conversations, and actionable advice on how you too can build the profitable food blog business of your dreams. Let's dive in. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Sassy Solopreneur Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk about helpful content. And we're also going to talk about unhelpful content because if you've been on the internet for five minutes in the last month, at least... <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you've seen the absolute shit show that has been this Google helpful content update. The very short version is that basically Google rolled out this algorithm update called the Google helpful content update. And it basically, you know, I'm sure there's a lot more nuance to this, but this is how I understand it. If you had one article or blog post that was deemed unhelpful, quote unquote, the entire site got tanked. Like all of your traffic just died from one day to the next, which was absolutely insane to even think about and terrifying at the same time. And so everyone started to freak out with reason, of course. You know, can you imagine just losing your traffic from one day to the next? It's That's awful. To the point that even I've already heard that Google has started to roll back on this update because of that, because it's like you went too hard, okay? You did too much. You need to You need to scale back. So... I wanted to take this episode to talk about exactly what helpful content looks like for food blogging, because I feel like we can read all the articles and see all the things, but it's like, okay, what does that really mean? What is helpful content? What is unhelpful content? What are we doing with our lives, right? Because it seems like every time we do what Google wants us to do, it's like Google's like, no, just kidding, do the other thing. And you're just like, really? I'm so confused. And so let's just talk about all the things here. Now, before we jump in to today's episode, I just wanted to remind you to please, please, pretty please rate and review the show. This helps us get more eyes on the podcast. And so you can hop over to either Apple Podcast or Spotify. You can rate or review or both the show. And it would mean the world to me. Thank you so much for listening. So, okay, let's talk about good old helpful content. So here's what happened. Um, I am a Twitter nerd. I don't know if you guys are into Twitter. It's called X now, but I'm never going to call it X. It's going to be Twitter forever. So I, I was on Twitter and I saw a bunch of people talking about this helpful content update. And then I saw Google themselves replying to people's complaints, which I thought was really interesting because that means that Shit has hit the fan really bad. If Google's if Google themselves have gotten into Google, into Twitter to like reply to people, that just to me that means like oh shit things are bad. So, um, if you're not on Twitter, you can check this out. The account is called Google Search Liaison. It's run by someone named Danny Sullivan. It's at Search Liaison, and basically he works for like the Google Search division of Google, and so he writes out like super thorough tweets replying to people's complaints and just to people's questions in general, which 
again, is so insightful just to kind of read through everything. But also some things I'm just like, uh, okay, like, no, you know, so <laughs> I wanted to read you a couple of those tweets, share my thoughts, and then go from there. So the first tweet that I that caught my attention with this whole scandal was one that started with Google is slowly killing blogging. And that was just like, whoa, you know, and he basically went through his complaint was like, Google has forced bloggers to make everything SEO optimized. And basically, if you don't bow down to Google, you don't get traffic. But now with this new helpful content update, they've gone so far to say that unhelpful, quote unquote, articles on your site can penalize your entire site, which is ludicrous. And I, I agree with that 100 percent. And so, you know, he's basically saying blogging used to be the best way to share ideas and to give your perspectives and in the traditional sense, you would go to someone's site and read their blog. And now it's almost like they're forcing us to, to switch blogging to social media and not blog on a website anymore because what's the point, right? Google's starting to rank Reddit even before blogs. And that's insane, you know, because Reddit is a forum. It's not even a blog. It doesn't even, it's not like apples to apples here, you know? And so he did this whole long rant and ended it with, thanks for crushing traditional blogging, Google. <laughs> and so Google replies, of course, and what they said was basically unhelpful content is content that's generally written for search engine rankings and not for a human audience. If your audience wants to know about what fun thing you did today and that's what you wrote about, then that's helpful. Write about anything that you think human beings coming directly to your blog would like to hear about. But if you wrote 20 fun things you can do today, primarily with the purpose of wanting to rank well for the term fun things, rather than this being something you typically write about, that can be a sign that you're producing unhelpful content. It wasn't something that you wrote for you. It wasn't something that you wrote for your audience. It was something that you wrote for search ranking purposes. So that is, in essence, what they deem as, quote unquote, unhelpful content. It's content that's not written with a people first approach, right? It's not written for your audience, which I can understand that. I get that. I think that's where we've been shifting to when I keep harping on don't don't change the keywords don't chase search volume. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Don't write just for the search. Don't write for the volume. Don't write content based on whatever key search is telling you to do. Write based on the type of topical authority you want to build. Write about things that you are an expert in, right? You're, make sure that the topics align with your EEAT. Like that is considered helpful. I think we've pretty much spoken about that to a blue in the face. So I think you get it. But then Someone else sent a tweet that says, help me understand, Danny, regarding recipe sites. In theory, the user wants a recipe and that's it. No fluff, no tweaks. But will Google really rank and know how to rank a stripped back bare bones list of ingredients and method? Which is a great question because we've been saying that for years. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, guys. How much do we hate writing blog posts, okay? Every time that I would get a complaint from someone that was like, oh my God, just get to the point, right? Or every time I would see a tweet like that, that's like, why do you have to give us the life story? Just tell us the ingredients and the instructions, which is also like a really hacky joke. 
Like, we get it. You're trying to be funny on Twitter. Relax. Get over it. <laughs> I saw Mindy Kaling saying that a couple years ago, and I was like, all right, Mindy, we get it. Like, you're a writer. You shouldn't be shitting on us bloggers for having to write an actual blog post to rank on Google and make money. So, please. But that's a side note there. <laughs> but it's true. Is Google going to rank a just a, a, a list of ingredients and a method? I mean, they do that for Food Network, but Food Network is Food Network. It's not Jamie Silva that lives in Miami that is like tiny compared to the monster that is Food Network, right? Are you going to rank me for just writing the ingredients and the method and that's it? And so Google replies and says, which I found very interesting, some people just want a list of ingredients. Some people want recipes from people and places that they might recognize. Some people might want a recipe along with some background about the recipe, what it means to the person who's sharing it, and so on. All people don't expect the same things, and our systems try to show what seems generally helpful. I will add that I well know the complaints that recipe pages sometimes go really long while some people just want to get to the ingredients. I think that's something that content producers might want to keep in mind. If you want to appear to that audience, you might want to ensure your recipes are helpful in that way. Easy access to key parts. But if someone wants to tell you more about the recipe because they want to, because it's important to them, because they think that's useful to them and their readers, that's up to them. That should be respected. We're certainly not saying don't write a recipe long or short. We're saying as with any content, just write it in a way that makes sense for people first. That also means just don't add stuff because you somehow heard we want long copy. That's the tweet. My first response when I read that was, fuck off, Google. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Excuse my French, but I was like, how dare you? Literally, how dare you? We have been writing blog posts this way because you wanted this and now you're telling us just give people what they want if they just want ingredients then just give them ingredients but we we need to get paid okay like this is a business this is not some like hey we're just hanging out and i just want to give you ingredients because you're my coworker and you asked me for them and i'm just gonna give you a screenshot you know like this is our this is our job this is business and so, I don't know, I have conflicting feelings about this whole tweet. I was reading this like, really? You're really going to simplify this super complex process to just like, eh, do whatever you want. That's basically what this says. Give people what they want. Okay, but I think you're complicating it, <laughs> right? At the end of the day, of course, users want helpful content. Helpful in the sense of like, you're not sitting there writing about random shit like I get that that part I completely agree with don't when you know when I know what I mentioned right now about life story and everything else but it is kind of annoying when you would go into a blog post and it's like oh I broke up with my boyfriend John and we had a really terrible fight it ended up being like a bloodbath and it was awful but here is my recipe for a steak and you're just like what how the hell does that, <laughs> none of that correlates. So that part, I do agree. If we're going to talk about stories, which I think there should always be a little bit of a personalization to every recipe, that is our EAT after all, but we don't have to go off on a tangent, right? We don't have to talk about what we did on Saturday and, you know, why the grass is green and something that's just like completely off the cuff, then 
what we're actually talking about. So if we're going to talk about chicken parm, let's talk about that we grew up eating this. Let's talk about how this is our grandma's recipe. Let's talk about just the specifics about this recipe. Keep it short. Keep it at the top, quick and easy. Have that jump to recipe button. UX is important. You, you definitely want user experience to be on point. Having that jump to recipe button is part of the UX. And that's exactly what we're giving them. You're giving them the process shots, all the step-by-step shots. I think everyone finds those things helpful. If you do video, a video is super helpful. We're describing the whole entire process step-by-step, which is also helpful, right? Keeping the guesswork out of the making of the recipe. You're explaining the why. You're, You're recommending these certain ingredients. That's helpful. So in that case, I feel like I I don't think that stripping it down to just ingredients, like a list of ingredients and the step-by-steps without a recipe card, without anything, I think that's a little too, mm, you know, I don't think, I don't think Google will like that, even if they're trying to be cool and being like, just do what you want. And that's not going to work. I'm sorry. I think that's just incorrect. Um, I think we should continue to create content that is helpful for the reader. But the idea is to just not create content that we're trying to rank for. I think that is ultimately what the quote-unquote helpful versus unhelpful content really means, right? Like I have mentioned in the past, like making sure that your niche is clearly defined. If you're not able to niche down like cuisine, Maybe it's niching down to specific topics, like focusing so, so comprehensively on these topics to the point that you're fleshing them out, you're internally linking, you're showing your EAT and every blog post, you're writing for your target audience, like you're being so intentional with your content. And obviously, that's something that Google wants, too. I know that maybe they didn't say that straight out. I think ultimately what they want is for you just to not chase the keywords, basically, you know, don't use AI to the fifth power, make sure that you are providing content that someone will actually want to engage with, because those signals are what they're going to tell Google, okay, this is helpful content, because this person has interacted with this post, they've shared it, they've left comments, they left a rating, like all those things help. And so it's almost like a a cycle, right? It's let's put all this amazing content out and a user interacts with it. Google realizes that and starts increasing your ranking and then so on and so forth continues the cycle. And so all that to say, I know it's super confusing to read different conflicting information when it comes to what's helpful versus unhelpful. But ultimately, I highly recommend you stay in your lane, focus on really expanding on these topics that you want to focus on, Having a clearly defined niche, making sure that your content strategy works. Say, okay, I'm going to work on these specific topics. I'm going to make sure that they're all internally linked to each other and that I am optimizing them as best as I can without over-optimizing on keywords. I think that's ultimately what you should focus on. That is helpful content for sure. So that's all for today's episode. I hope you found this helpful. I hope this episode shed some light on everything that's been going on and you found value in this episode. Let me know. You can DM me on Instagram at the Jamie Sova. Let me know if you have any other questions. I'm happy to do another episode like this, kind of expanding on a different topic when it comes to SEO and Google and 
just all the things that we're supposed to be doing or not supposed to be doing. And so that's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you in the next one.